1: Gabe, I was at the game on Saturday. I know I said in the last episode, I have absolutely no desire to go watch this baseball team and to use my season tickets. I, I honestly You have 50 got,
0: burgers uh, to make. You needed to make the 50 and, burgers.
1: And dude, we did more. We did. We ended up doing like 115 burgers and I ran out of food. Um, so that was fun. We did a, a tailgate in Lock B. That's the fun part. Like the social aspect of going to watch the White Sox is the fun part for me. We got there at like, 930 in lock B for a 110 start got the Blackstone fired up got the grilled duck fed onions going just handing food out having a great time and then you remember shit now I have to go watch them play baseball (laughs) right the fuck man I'm having a great time why am I doing this to myself and they explode for five runs in the first couple innings offense looks awesome they explode they look great and then starts to fall apart Everything starts to fall apart and around the seventh inning clear as day on the TV broadcast, on the radio broadcast, fire, Tony, the fire, Tony chance start. And this is what we talked about in the last episode that what would it take for Tony La Russa to actually be fired by the White Sox? And that is the national embarrassment aspect. It's not national yet in terms of like it happening on a Sunday night baseball episode or not episode, a Sunday night baseball game, but Jerry Reinsdorf will not fire his friend unless it feels like he's embarrassed. And when that starts to get to the national stage and people around the country are laughing at the White Sox and it makes Jerry not want to come into work as much as it would if they were playing well, that's when you start to worry about Tony the Rooster's future. So I think the fire Tony chance on Saturday against the Rangers were likely the first step into – a Tony LaRussa firing actually materializing. So good for you, White Sox fans. Good for you for doing it. What's the next step?
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it led to Nagy's firing or was part of it, right? Inside of Soldier Field when they were saying fire Nagy week in and week out. It puts pressure on the organization, your fan base, who's technically paying the bills. They're not happy with the product on the field. And there's two ways to show that. You can not show up to the game or you can show up to the game and voice your, <laughs> voice your opinion in the form of, of saying that the manager should be fired. And you're right, dude. I mean, geez, it's, it, it, again, we talk about you know accountability, right? We talk about, we just talked about Lance Lynn and Joe McEwen, just owning up to what happened because everybody saw it. And I think when it comes to the hiring of Tony La Russa, it was just a mistake. I think it's as simple as that. Not everyone's perfect. perfect human error exists, and sometimes your emotions get the best of you, and and I think all of us, I almost feel bad for Reinsdorf, right, where he felt no, like, nobody, you stop right there. No, I nobody do. Has
1: ever said, I feel bad for Jerry Rhinestone. I Jesus feel bad for Christ him, dude.
0: He wanted, he, he in, in his mind, he thought he was doing the right thing. He's like, bro, but you're not. You weren't. You made some really poor executive decisions over the last decade or so. You know, even with guard packs, right? I mean, that whole thing was a debacle for freaking a decade over there at the United Center. So, I mean, he, you know, again, I, I look at this and I say to myself, all right, somebody needs to just, I wish. I wish Jerry had a friend that could just put his arm around him. You know, Shane, if you were fucking up, I put my arm around you. But like, like we were drinking, we were trashing, like you were doing something. I'd be like, yo, Shane, let me holler at you, bro. Hey, listen, let's, (laughs) let's, let's not do that. Let's not do it. Right. I have my arm right here. You know, and somebody needs to do that to Jerry Ryan's like, hey, Papa, listen, woo, this ain't it. I, I
1: I don't know if that would do anything. I think the man is so proud and has so much, has such an ego. I was watching the game last night with somebody who doesn't watch baseball, right? Okay. I had the opportunity to explain to this person the process of how we got here with Tony LaRusa. Because we're watching post game, and she's like, Who is that? Like, it's Tony LaRusa sitting with literally with his pants unbuttoned. He had his pants unbuttoned, which is fine. Like, you're an old guy, you could relax and whatever. Right. It's like Jim Leland used to smoke cigarettes in his underwear during post game all the time, right? But he's sitting there all relaxed with his pants unbuttoned, just stumbling through post-game. You can't understand a word he's saying. And she's like, he seems to be like a, a different and a lot older than the other than the other ones, meaning like the other baseball managers. And I was like, yeah, well, here's the thing. So in 1976, Gary <laughs> Rheinsdorf, the owner of the White Sox, fired, didn't fire Tony LaRusso. But oh, it's okay, so this is even more insane. I had to explain to her that the general manager of the team that year the year before was the television play-by-play guy becomes general manager fires Tony La Russa over the phone over payphone and Jerry Reinsdorf let him walk away to go find success with the Oakland Athletics to win Multiple World Series with the St. Louis Cardinals. And then Tony retired, right? Because he was already old. He was in his mid-60s, his early 60s. He retired, walked away for a few years. Then for 11 years, he was a special assistant to the general manager in Arizona and was up in a skybox away from the game. Tony, Jerry Reinsdorf then felt so much remorse Mm. that his friend was fired in 1976. He's been out of baseball for 15 fucking years. He needs to bring him back. So that's why you see a 77-year-old man sitting with his pants unbuttoned trying to explain what happened between a third base coach and the starting pitcher complaining about defensive shifting. That put so much into perspective for me last time. Having to explain the process of Tony La Russa once again for the second time arriving on the south side of Chicago to coach the White Sox put so much into perspective for me last time. And it's incredibly frustrating, and I'm never going to be over it. Never. I'm never going
0: to get over this. Never. And I'm sure explaining, explaining, it, explaining it for the third time on our podcast must have been frustrating as well because <laughs> you have to re- <laughs> relive the whole thing. Let me ask you this, Shane, because I think a big question, right, like I would love to know the real answer of how much Tony La Russa actually cares about, you know, this Sox team in this season. He's not like I can't imagine he's that emotionally invested in the team. I mean I'm sure he is, right? Obviously he's the coach he wants to win, but how much? Like how passionate are you? What's that level at? What, what where do you think that is for Tony if you were to just honestly assess that?
1: If I'm if I try to remove recency bias and how frustrated I am with him lately. Yeah. Even if I were to go back to day 1. Let's go back to the introductory presser when Tony is dealing with the backlash of us finding out pre pre-hire about the DUI, right? Or that it was actually a couple of weeks after the introductory press conference, but Tony didn't even look enthused to be there then. Sitting in his Arizona home with like his baseball memorabilia <laughs> right. behind him on a Zoom call, he didn't even look enthused to be there then. It's almost like he was bored, looking for work. And I, I'm almost even starting to think that Jerry asked him to do it, and he almost did it as a favor.
0: Mm, I know love that
1: I, I know a portion of it is Jerry's remorse and the the unrightful firing in 1976 but i almost think that jerry asked him to do it as a favor and that's kind of where i am lately and it's a 3 year deal and it, it, like jerry is loyal tony's also loyal and he doesn't want to back out on a contract that a friend gave him you know i 100%, so I 100% can see that yeah i, I don't think it, it's it's not new saying this but i don't think he's incredibly uh emotionally motivated to be there no it doesn't seem like it at least
0: yeah i i definitely i I didn't think about that where reinsdorf probably had to beg him and was like no dude trust me this is a good idea you should do this and he's like dude i'm chilling i'm 77 i'm drinking i probably got some side chicks i'm just doing my things like i don't want to go back to baseball on the grind and he's like no dude this team is prime we're about to win a world series you ain't gotta do much you ain't gotta do nothing just just chill you'll be better than our last guy and then all of a sudden, Tony he gave him an extra million in cash on the side. That's what happened there. Gave us a couple, couple million cash. But I think, in, in terms of like the percentage of what he cares, it's got to be low. If you were to do it like a out of 100% and 100% is just carrying at the maximum, how much does Tony Lewis to care? I'd probably, I'm somewhere in the 60s. I'm in the 40s. Like, oh, that low. Wow. I'm in the 40s. Yeah,
1: I'm in the 40s he, for sure. He don't
0: give a fuck. <laughs> so, 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 he don't care about nothing. The 40s. 40s you're collecting a check you're just showing up to yeah. work to collect the check okay, okay. yeah yeah
1: you, you know what you you just saying that right now and jerry saying to tony hey all you really got to do is show up this team is in its prime competitive window we have phenomenal athletes that is just so fucking true all <laughs> right. anybody had to do was show up and show not up. be a distraction
0: <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah
1: you had to show up and be minimal distraction and just make sure guys know where they're supposed to be. And to be yeah. that listening ear, to be that shoulder to lean on if you, if a, a young player needs to. Especially, see, Tony had some things going for him. He's bilingual, speaks, speaks Spanish very well, relates to Spanish players very well. He had that going for him in a team that's predominantly Hispanic and Cuban and Venezuelan and Dominican. He had all that going for him, and he decided to just kick it in the dick he kicked his competitive advantage in the dick and with that did it to the white Sox.
0: yeah and it's funny because then you think about it like as we're as we're playing this out and then all of a sudden injuries happen people start asking questions he's like what the fuck i didn't sign up for this yeah i I didn't i didn't want to make decisions i didn't want to and then they're like all right all right i gotta make decisions you know what trey turner one and two count I think we should walk this guy (laughs) and then everybody's like no no Kevin Hart voice no don't make decisions no
1: (laughs) I stopped thinking about the Trey Turner
0: thing oh sorry I stopped thinking about that yeah that one's so. I'm gonna have a shitty day (laughs) (laughs) hey welcome welcome to Sox fandom that's just every day as it is right now dude